Hi everyone, this is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. And we are not alone today, Katie. We have a guest today. So they are a writer and filmmaker based in Glasgow. They're passionate about telling rich, authentic stories about queer and working class lives and culture. They have film and television projects in development with a range of different production companies. Uh, so they're going to get me a job, including their first feature, A Good Spell with Bombito. They've also written prose, poetry, radio, drama and children's nonfiction. Their first short film, Just Jackie, is currently in post-production. They had their short film, My Loneliness is Killing Me, won a BAFTA Scotland Award in 2018. It's been shown on BBC Scotland and at film festivals around the world. And outside of this, they also like 80s makeover montages, which is... And having a little look around the shots, it's only Michael Lee Richardson joining us today. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, that was a lovely intro. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me. It's exciting. Oh, no, it's so fun. We're so honoured to have you on. (laughs) So what's new in everyone's lives? Let's catch up. Let's talk. I got new glasses today. Ah, oh, they're very nice. They're very nice glasses. Thanks. We're getting, we're getting a model, a model moment here with the glasses <laughs> from every angle. Um, yeah, you can actually see my eyes in my last glasses. You just couldn't see my eyes ever because I never got anti glare, and I never got them shaved down because, um, I was being cheap the last time. So, like, I spent <laughs> nearly eight hundred euro on two pairs of gla- two pairs of glasses. Holy shit. One's one sunglasses, which I need for driving. So like I had to buy them. They were a necessity. Mm. Like I could cause an accident. I, like I need sunglasses for driving. I've been driving for nearly two years without sunglasses. <laughs> well, no, I, I have ones that I used to put over my, but like it's still not feasible. Like I needed actual prescribed ones. So um, yeah, um, because I'm so blind, I really need to get my lenses shaved. And because of my blindness, it costs one hundred and ninety euro. To... I, ha- I, have to, I have to say, like, like living in the UK, I don't have any concept of what one hundred and ninety euro is. Like, when I'm using euros, I'm just like throwing them across the table to people. Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I'm getting a bargain or not. <laughs> Um, I'll get it now for you. Actually, I don't think it's so, that much off, is it? It's one hundred and sixty-five pound. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's a lot of money for glasses. I really resent paying for glasses. Like it's because I I need them to see as well, and, yeah. <laughs> and also you don't want to get the like sort of crap ones that are, uh, you know, the cheapy ones are always make you look like Jack Duckworth from Coronation Street in the 80s. Kind of 100%. Reference. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's new. And then again, then nothing else is really new. I'm actually picking up my best friend and her mom from the airport after I record this. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, I'm a busy, busy girl today. And then I have to go straight to bed because I'm up early for a long day and work tomorrow. What's new with you, Evan? Okay, well, went out last night for Halloween. Oh, you did? Where'd you go? Uh, I went out in town. I went to Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Funny amazing, enough. amazing. Yeah, no, loved it. I think I definitely nailed it. Now, some, I, there was a big confusion from some people. They thought I was 
I got Mr. Bean twice. <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. No. <laughs> well, like twice. And then when I said, no, no, I'm not, they were like, oh, yeah, you are. And I was like, uh, fuck off. And, <laughs> and I also got this girl came up to me. No, this girl came up to me. She's like, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah. She's like, can I guess what your dress is? I was like, OK, go on. She goes, are you dressed as I don't which one is it? Wallace from Wallace and Gromit? Oh, wow. And what I was like, no, no, what? I dress as Giles from Buffy the Vampire Series. And then she literally looks at me, this like this look on her face of confusion. She just says, oh, I prefer Wallace and Gromit. And then just walks away. I was like, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh People are fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uncultured, don't mind them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Other than that, I'm... Other than that, everything's okay. I don't know what's new in my life. Nothing really. I'm very excited about this weekend. Oh, yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> Evan has a Twilight Marathon, everybody. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> obsessed with Twilight. <laughs> Is it an official thing or are you just doing it so, off your own back? <laughs> so a cinema here in Dublin, the Lighthouse Cinema is hosting a, a Twilight Marathon from 12 to 12, so midday to midnight. Oh, I'm wondering <laughs> if it's too late to catch a flight over to Dublin. I, was, to I know. <laughs> <laughs> um that is exciting i like uh, that a lot it's gonna be so like i've never been i wasn't even this excited for the eras tour <laughs> <laughs> no evan like 12 to 12 in a cinema makes me well, want to breaks in between each one cry i don't care <laughs> you're not going i asked you to go and you said no exactly no absolutely <laughs> not 12 hours no no thank you mm-mm Michael, if we argue, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop it. It's, it's entertaining. I think this is what this is what it's about. Isn't we it? never oh. mean it. We never mean it. Sometimes. <laughs> no, we don't. This is our love. We've been bickering since the day we met, and we'll never stop. That's what friendships are built on. I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to. You've got to be able to bicker about things. I feel like we will never truly fight because we never truly take anything personally. We just show for a while and then are like, okay. They're <laughs> <That's true. laughs> like, all right, okay, so what else? Um, yeah, that's us. So um, but we will apologize in advance anyway. <laughs> so uh Michael, what's new with you? What's going on? What is new with me? What am I I am I'm sort of in the mid I'm sort of in the middle of like what I thought was two weeks of like non-stop stuff happening and it's turned into three weeks of just like working every evening and then like having stuff on. I could really do with a bit of a moment to catch my breath, but that's mm. not coming for, for a little while. I had, um, I, I, I mean, I could have had some time off um, this weekend but my niece was here she's six years old Aww. uh so it's just like uh a lot of fun but also a lot of um uh needing a lot of at- attention she um she's six years old I have been sort of steadily indoctrinating her since birth into being a goth and it is working oh good uh, 
She came dressed as Wednesday Adams and was dressed as Wednesday Adams all weekend, which Aww. is something I could appreciate. And uh, we watched Coraline together on uh, Saturday night. So it was a, a, a lovely time. That actually does sound really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Um, she she really wanted to go and see, um, there's a cinema in Glasgow that was showing Hocus Pocus. Oh. Uh, and we were going to go and see that together, but she was too late. Her train was delayed, so she got here too late. I mean, she did come with my sister, I, I should say. Like, I didn't put a six-year-old <laughs> on the train on her own. Good luck! Yeah, so... I've had a lot of nice times, but I am I'm kind of flagging. So I hope I can bring some energy to this. This is a nice chat to have tonight. Oh, thank you. No, you definitely are bringing the energy. Don't worry about that. Good. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to move on into some pop news. And Katie, you're going to have to kick it off this week. Okay, so let's get ready for some pop news. To do, to do, to do, to do. Uh, that's my little team tune I do after we every do everything podcast. ourselves <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like it so <laughs> to kick us off um, myself and Evan went to the Friends Experience on Saturday and we had an amazing time we went with our friend Susie but we unfortunately woke up on Sunday morning to the news that Matthew Perry has passed away so myself and Evan have loved friends for as long as we can remember and I just wanted to write a little piece about him so I wanted to write a piece about a man who truly inspired me in life someone whose comedic genius is a reason for my sense of humor (laughs) sorry about that I know Matthew Perry really wants to be remembered for his helping of fellow addicts and people going through generally tough times And yes, of course, I will never forget that. But for as long as I can remember, Friends has been my comfort show and Chandler was my comfort character. In my eyes, Chandler is the man Matthew actually was and he was showing us that through his 10 years on the show. Chandler is like everything you'd want in a friend and a husband, but not in a boyfriend. And he really set the standard of what to look for when choosing both of those things. Not completely, though, because let's be real, 90s writing, it's very problematic sometimes. For someone who was always there for us without even knowing, now we have to be there for him without him even knowing. It's weird to say you're going to miss someone you've never met, but just to know that you truly will never see a person you look up to so, so much on your screen as how they are now, and he will never get another chance at being his so wonderfully talented self just breaks my heart. So good night, Bing a Ling. The world's hearts are collectively shattered, but you will never be forgotten. And that's my piece for Matthew Perry. Oh my God, you're going to rip my heart out. Jesus. No, I ripped my own heart out. (laughs) (laughs) I had to read it until I was desensitized. I couldn't stop crying. It's so sad. It's such a weird, I think that that kind of, celebrity death thing is such a weird thing to have to like navigate because yeah because you don't know them but it's someone you've like also spent a lot of time with it's such a strange thing and it's so sad um it's so weird because it's not even a parasocial dynamic like it kind mm -hmm. of is but it's not really like the way you would have with like in me like a 
influencer, let's say, or like someone who would like interact back. It's literally someone that we've just like, like I'm still currently in the middle of watching Friends chronologically for however many times. I actually don't know at this point. I just watch it on a loop constantly. And um, it's just so strange that like someone can have such an impact on so many people's lives and not even truly know the impact. I know. And it's crazy. Like, I just, oh, it's just a really hard one. Like, this is definitely the first ever celebrity death that's made me heartbroken. Truly, like, and it's it's so strange, like, and it feels so weird. Like, I even had people coming up to me and work being like, are you okay? Like, how mm. how bizarre is that? that I know, like, it's, it's insane. <laughs> Then like they're like, are you okay? And I was like, do you know what? I'm actually not. Like, mm, mm. <laughs> and like usually you'd go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I was about to go, yeah, like I'm good because that's just what humans do. And I just went, do you know what? No, actually, I'm not okay. <laughs> and like, it's really hard. But yeah, like, so I have very, very, very bad existential anxiety, right? And friend was the only thing that brought me comfort. Oh fucking hell! But now oh, it's I know we're going deep, Michael. Absolutely, I'm just spiraling. The past few days, like I can't because now my comfort show can't even be my like it will be my comfort show again. I will get there, but I even tried to watch it and be brave on Monday, and I was like, I I, I actually can't because I just couldn't get past the thought of like. I'm like he'll never he'll never make another book he'll never be on the tv again he'll never be on the radio I'll never randomly bump into him in Manhattan one day you know <laughs> like I have always <laughs> dreamed like that definitely will never ever happen now and it's just sad but we're all there for each other yeah absolutely I, yeah. I think one of the things that like happens when when like when like a celebrity or like a notable person dies it's like everyone like sharing clips and sharing stories and like sharing photos and stuff like that and that like as as much as like a horrible reason for it to happen it has also been a nice thing to like yeah because I feel like so much of the like conversation around friends for the last few years has been like oh it's like been people revisiting it and realizing that like our politics in the 90s are different to how they are now like yeah of course they were it would be weird if they weren't um but to like just uh, appreciate it on a level of like actually this man was really funny and this show was really good and it was doing a lot of good things uh has been has been one nice thing to come out of a really horrible thing yeah and like the fact that like he didn't really want to be remembered fully for friends but the fact that we cannot separate the person from the character Mm, really mm. goes to show how much of an amazing job and I feel like that were all of the cast to be honest like it's not just Chandler like but you know I do feel like he especially is just so so hard like I remember when I was watching 17 again and I just was like Uh Chandler Bing is in (laughs) I can't I can't separate the person and look that might be a me problem but um 
he just he was fantastic and it's definitely a creative loss in the world which may, always makes me sad yeah no honestly this is this is shook me up anyway shook all of us up i think but uh yeah i don't know what else to say he's summed it up in your little paragraph Katie. thank you Alan. i appreciate it yeah well we had to start off on that somber now so let's move on to more lighter things let's talk about <laughs> lilo and stitch <laughs> oh wow that's that's not the segue i was expecting this <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's terrible segues i'm like paul bart malkop my terrible segue um my first crush i don't Oh, oh, I'm obsessed with Kevin James, by the way. Wow, wow, and, that is, and Jack that is... Black. Oh, okay, so yeah. you've got a type. <laughs> I absolutely have a type. My poor boyfriend <laughs> looks nothing like either of those, by the way. <laughs> he looks very different, but you know, it's fine. Well, I can tell you who he doesn't look like. He does not look like Jacob Elordi because Jacob Elordi <laughs> was cast as Elvis in the upcoming flick Priscilla. However, when asked about his history with the real Elvis Presley, he says he only knew about Elvis Presley from Lilo and Stitch before starring in Priscilla. <laughs> this seems to have caused a lot of confusion online as the head the headlines have put Jacob Elordi beside a picture of Stitch dressed as Elvis, which led a lot of fans to believe that Jacob Elordi was cast as Stitch in the Lilo and Stitch live action movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. But it, but also, we're at a point in time where, like, that sounds ridiculous, but it it's not unbelievable. <laughs> like, there's, there's so, we are in, like, the weirdest timeline where, like, it does feel like sometimes they're just spinning a wheel and deciding, <laughs> like, sort of picking names out of a hat to decide what <laughs> film they're going to reboot next with what random person in the main role. <laughs> Honestly, you couldn't have said that any better. I really, really, <laughs> really agree. <laughs> Look, I need Jacob Elordi to paint himself blue and go method to play this two-foot <laughs> alien. Because... I'm not even sure I know who Jacob Elordi is. Like, you know, it's... Euphoria. Oh, okay, okay. Nate from what? Euphoria, yeah. Wow, okay, that's odd. That's, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sexy, he sexy. also, sexy. like, seven foot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the head off Elvis now in various books. <laughs> you don't think he's the head off Stitch? Ah, he could do Stitch if he wants. But look, Austin Butler went method for Elvis. I think he should go method for Stitch. <laughs> I agree. I think we're we're willing this into existence by just talking about it. Oh, we do this all the time. <laughs> we are great A manifestors over here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Katie yeah. yelled at me because I nearly killed Jack Harrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept speaking about Jack Harlow's demise and I was like stop it stop it now because if the headline comes and I'm, I'm pointing it I'll be like Evan <laughs> it was you <laughs> yeah the guy to come knocking on my door I had nothing to do with that episode <laughs> right we've talked about as much as Jacob Elordi paints it is a weird casting choice here's another almost weird casting choice so on his podcast Good Guys Josh Peck sat down recently with Taylor Lautner from this little film franchise called Twilight. Ever heard of it? Um, <laughs> and he made a big revelation. He said that he auditioned for the movie Twilight, but for one part specifically, he auditioned to be Edward Cullen. He was telling Taylor Lautner, they're like, audition for this movie Twilight. It's based on a book and it's going to be great. 
Uh, so I send in my tape for Edward. A month later, I'm with my manager and he goes, "You're it's down to you and three guys. You're close. I'm like, really? I hadn't even had a tummy tuck yet. I'm like, there's no way. He's got to be shirtless. It's not going to happen. Um, It did not end up going to Josh Peck. And in fact, ended up going to Robert Pattinson. So there's just a little <laughs> revelation of the week. Oh, so it would have been the guy Josh from Drake and Josh before he got skinny. I mean... Towards I'm the end this... of Drake and Josh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a real... Yeah, I can't see it. I can't no. see it. <laughs> no. Like, Josh Peck, but specifically Josh Peck and Drake and Josh also was a childhood crush of mine. I absolutely have a type. Anyway, um, <laughs> even at that, and at that age, I would have been like wrong fit, <laughs> wrong person. <laughs> I've just seen him glow. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wouldn't work. I love Josh Peck with all my heart and soul. I'm not too fan, uh, too much of a fan of Robert. Robert. But he deserved it. He won that one fair and square. It is. I love Robert Pattinson. And I have to say, like, a big part of Twilight for me is the fact that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart hated being in it and they obviously resented it from moment one and he seemed to be having a much fun like he would just openly laugh about it in interviews and it, and it's as much a part of enjoying twilight as as the films for me that's true <laughs> that kind of makes me want to watch it now um, <laughs> i've never seen twilight <laughs> You want I to get know. yourself to that marathon? <laughs> I did no. ask her to go and she said no. <laughs> I did. I have plans. I didn't at the time, but I do now. <laughs> I genuinely do, though. Um, now, I just, I'm not very, like, I'm not a movie buff. You're not, uh, huh? I'm, I'm a, I'm a sitcom buff. I love sitcoms. Yeah, yeah, you are. I watch sitcoms all the time. They're my fave. Like, give me 30, se- 30 seconds. Yes. 30 <laughs> minutes or less. Chef's kiss, I'm there. I'll watch all of it in a day. But, like, 45 minutes? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a movie. Cole. What? He's not very patient. I'm not very patient. I, I, I can appreciate that, though. I think it's a big commitment. Like, I, I for such a long time, I I don't tend to watch, like, I'll go to the cinema to see films. Yeah, yeah. I don't really watch films in the house. No. And, it, and, and it's because I can sit, but I can also sit down and watch, like, four episodes of Friends or, like, six episodes of Community or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a big commitment watching a film, whereas you can just dip in and out of, of a sitcom. Now, like, I could watch a full feature-length movie, like, amount of, like, sitcoms in one go, <laughs> but I cannot watch a feature-length movie, <laughs> like, in one go, sitting at home. Again, in the cinema, I'm very good, because, like, I've, I just know it's a place where you have to be, you have to be patient, you have to watch, like, and because everybody's focusing on it, and I'm not allowed my phone, and I know I'm not. And I, I would be very much like a rule abider and stuff like that. Um, that's what helps me focus. <laughs> <laughs> I 
There's a lot to like about Twilight, though. The baseball oh. scene in the first, the first Twilight iconic film invented cinema, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they're bananas. They are bananas, like, but in a fun way. Yeah, no, absolutely not my jam. I'll watch them one day. <laughs> Just one day. <laughs> yeah, like my my uncle and cousin sat me down and made me watch all the Back to the Futures in a row, and we're like, "You're watching it." So, <laughs> I will eventually because she will do that. Jody will do that to me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she will just be like, "You're watching it now," because I'll tell her, and she'd be like, "You still haven't watched it." Like she's been on me since they came out. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"No." laughs> it's just not my thing. <laughs> it's just not your thing. Yet you have not seen it. <laughs> but I know it's not my thing. <laughs> I Evan, I may as well have seen it. He was speaking about Twilight so much. Never may... that much. <laughs> I've also read and seen all the after movies uh, via Evan. <laughs> you have... okay? Oh, we... Okay. Oh, you no, know what I'm pushing it. Have you heard of After? <laughs> yeah, the Harry Styles fanfic films, yes. right? Like, yeah, yeah. I've watched the first one, and. It, that was enough for me. I, I got the gist of it. So I'm an OG. I actually read the fanfic. Oh, wow. When it was yeah. a Harry Styles fanfic? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, on, on Wattpad. So before I got published, like, I read it. Well, we used to read it in school, like, under our desks, be, like, on Wattpad. <laughs> no, genuinely... And then it got pu- taken off our pad, published into a book, and made into a plethora of films. And I was like, "Once is enough." <laughs> <laughs> it's try. It altered my brain chemistry. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, there's some part in that fanfic I was like, "It's <laughs> <laughs> just gross. <laughs> it's gross." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about my tangents there. Okay, right. Well, final headline. This is a book that may possibly become a movie. So she just released her memoir, The Woman in Me. Um, However, studios are in a bidding war for the rights to turn Britney Spears' memoir into either a movie, TV series, or documentary. We don't need it. No. We don't need it, but some of us want it. Unless <laughs> some of us will be tuning in, regardless of whether it's good or not, I'm afraid. No, I'll absolutely watch whatever like they make, but I we don't need it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, d- I don't need another Britney documentary. I've watched, I've, I've spent too many hours of my life on the Britney documentary. Um, but I would watch. I would. I would. I'm afraid watch the film. <laughs> A Britney biopic, like. Yeah, yeah. Who would play her? Oh, I, oh cool. I don't know. Maybe Julia Garner. She'd be a good match. I was going to say Sydney Sweeney, maybe. I would have said Sydney Sweeney. I think it's... <laughs> this is very euphoria-heavy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean it. It's genuinely who I really think I'd pick right now in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm into it. Let's manifest <laughs> that. <laughs> well, you can <laughs> write it. <laughs> <laughs> You can write it. I'll just work on set. I'll just do any. I'm off the floor. So, I'm unfortunately, and I do not want to manifest this. Please, please, Miss Universe, listen to me. I do not want to manifest this. But I truly believe that biopics 
are only allowed when people pass away. I don't yes. like to say do them when they're still alive. I'm like, stop, please. And look, it's a very unpopular opinion, but it's just how I feel. While she's still alive, I do not want to buy a pic. Make a TV show. I watch that. Sitcom. Make a sitcom. <laughs> it's very tragic to be a sitcom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's dark. It's dark. Um, yeah. I've really enjoyed the Britney book, though. I've just, oh, I've, yeah, I've I read it and just finished it. it. It's so good. It's so good. So it's like better than it. She goes much deeper than I actually thought she would go. Yeah. No, I was um, very shocked with a lot of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's actually very good. Yeah. So, uh, Katie, I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic. Go ahead. Okay. Now, everyone, if you've listened to our Buffy episode, you'll know about our love for that show. And of course, for Buffy herself, especially Evan's love as it made him rewatch the whole series and even dress up as Giles for Halloween. So but it was only natural that we do an episode all about all about bringing an action-packed episode about a very handsome man whose soul is restored by a course. That's right, this week we are talking about Angel. So, Evan, what is your history with Angel? So, my history with Angel, don't really have that much of a history. I remember it being on TV, like, I think at around the same time as Buffy, and I caught bits of it. Um, but I, w- I was very young at the time, so I wouldn't have known really which was Buffy and which was Angel. Mm-hmm. really enough um so the first time i properly watched an episode was actually for this podcast mm. oh wow yeah i know uh michael what's your history with angel um i'm not very young i watched i watched buffy and angel at the time when they were on um and was watching them sort of concurrently so it, it would be buffy first and then they'd put the episode of angel on afterwards mm. um and yeah, so so that was that was my experience of it. I'm a huge Buffy fan. Um, like Katie with friends, I am always in a Buffy rewatch. Um, sort of in a just just like finish episode, finish the last episode of season seven and start the first episode of season one again. Um I'm I'm a, a fan of Angel, but it's a show that I go back to much less frequently frequently mm-hmm. and I've not re-watched it in its entirety for quite a while um so we're gonna it's gonna be quite interesting when we get to the 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 nitty-gritty in the, this <laughs> podcast um it might be like remembering a dream but uh yeah I, I love that show I think it's um it's in some ways like I think like it swings hard, Angel, and sometimes they're big misses. There's some real doozy episodes in Angel, um, but when it when it hits, it really hits. Like there's some great, great telly in there. Ah, uh, Katie, what's your history with Angel? So mine's very similar to yours, Evan. As in, like I don't know. I so basically, my mom used to just leave the TV on, and like episodes of like Buffy and I'm assuming Angel would just like roll around. But it wasn't up until like a few years ago when I started seeing like stuff about Angel on the internet and stuff, and it kind of got like a bit of a resurgence for a while of just people talking about it, and um, that's that's how I kind of really really found out about it. But 
And same here. I haven't I hadn't actually sat down and was like, I'm gonna watch Angel until we decided to do it for this episode. <laughs> so but I'm very much a newbie and I'll tell you why after we um we get into all all the bits. Um so yeah, that's my history with Angel. One quick thing on my history with Angel. When I found out they were doing a series based on Angel, heart sank. Not this not the Buffy spin-off I would have wanted. Like in in Buffy, he's not a character I'm that interested in. I was um, saving my thoughts for the discussion, but I'm on that boat too. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but when I found out that Cordelia was gonna be part of it, wow. that's when that's when my interest peaked much more. <laughs> But we'll get into her, I'm sure. Well, let's go all the way back to the very first episode of Angel. I'm going to recap it and then we will get into a discussion. So Angel has moved to Los Angeles. He is uh, in a bar and he uh, notices some of the other patrons. Angel makes awkward conversation and he at the bar before following some guys, some of them guys out of a bar who are leaving with a bunch of girls. These guys turn out to be vampires who are about to kill these girls. Angel shows up and fights these guys before killing them. One of the girls thanks Angel and he reveals his vampire identity. So Angel makes his way home, which turns out to be some basement. Uh, Doyle shows up and tells him a story and tells his story. Essentially, he knows all about Angel's backstory. They go outside and Angel wants to know who sent Doyle. So Doyle hands Angel a note saying he needs to meet Tina at the coffee shop. He goes to the coffee shop and it turns out Tina works at the coffee place. She uh, knocks a cup over and Angel catches it. He asks her if she's happy and she agrees to meet him after work. She walks out in a black dress, holds pepper spray towards him and tells him to stay away from her. And she knows that Russell sent him. Angel doesn't know who Russell is. So they talk by the car and she shares she came to LA to be a movie star. He drops her to the party and walks in with her. So they are being filmed when they walk in. She goes to talk to another girl and uh, Oliver calls Angel beautiful. Oliver is the talent agent. Angel is reunited with Cordelia. Cordelia is now living in Malibu and is an actress, or so she says. Angel walks around the party uh, some more and sees Tina talking to some guy. He grabs her and she walks back to Angel. This guy's name is Stacy. So Angel and Tina leave and get hijacked in the elevator. Angel escapes the elevator as and Tina has been kidnapped. So the car crashes and Angel holds a gun to Stacy. This is after a big car chase. Tina runs back to Angel's car and Angel punches Stacy. So Cordelia is at home and her agent leaves her a message about no more auditions. Angel lets Tina stay with him. So she tells him that Russell likes pain and whatever happened to her, um, what, what happened to her friend Denise. Angel takes time to research after Tina falls asleep. Tina is having a nightmare and Angel comforts her. Tina sees the note from Doyle, freaks out and leaves. It's sunny out and when Angel grabs her arm, trying to stop her from leaving, his skin burns and his vampire face is revealed. Russell shows up at Tina's apartment. She holds a gun to him and he says he only wants to help her. Russell holds her face and he turns out to be a vampire. Angel finds Tina's dead body. Doyle and Angel reunite in order to try find Stacy and then find Russell. Russell looks back at video footage of Tina and his assistant, uh, and his assistant already has an alibi in place to explain his whereabouts. He notices Cordelia on the video and wants her to be his next victim. So Angel finds Stacy and breaks the window at, at his gym, wanting to know where Russell is. So Cordelia is meditating. Margot calls her and she says Russell wants to meet her. Russell wants to meet uh, Cordelia tonight. 
Cordelia is on her way to Russell's. Angel and Doyle leave to go to Russell's, so Cordelia arrives at Russell's mansion and is in the study with him. They make awkward conversation and he asks her about her non-existent acting career. Uh, Angel arrives and punches the security guard, so Cordelia vents to Russell and he says she doesn't have to worry anymore. Cordelia notices the lack of mirrors and realises he's a vampire. He denies it at first, but she he realises she knows. Russell is about to bite her as Angel blows out the power. Russell chases Cordelia up the stairs. The power goes out and Angel shows up to save her. Angel and Russell fight as Cordelia watches. Two guys show up with guns as Angel saves Cordelia. Doyle tries to drive off but turns back. He tries to crash through the gates but it does not work. So Angel, Doyle and Cordelia all drive off and end up back at Angel's place. So Cordelia wonders if Russell will be will come looking for her. At Russell Winter Enterprises, Angel shows up and Russell says he can do whatever he wants. He throws, uh, he throws Russell out of a window and Russell burns to death. Russell's assistant wants to set up a meeting to talk about Angel. Angel tries to call Buffy and, she, and he hangs up. Doyle shows up and Cordelia is upstairs. She screams and they run upstairs. Cordelia comes up with a business idea for her and Angel to help people. Angel's going to help people. He looks over the city of Los Angeles and that is the first episode of Angel. So let's get into a discussion. Oh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I, I rewatched this like just before I, 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 I logged on here. I rewatched this first episode. And every time I go back to Angel, I am like um, always sort of taken aback by how 1999 it is like even more than Buffy yeah it's like the, the like the like cuts between scenes are these like flashy kind of weird shots of LA and it's just like it's so early 2000s and like Angel cutting about in his big leather jacket like he's in the Matrix it's just so of its time but in <laughs> but in a in in a way that I think is really fun and like Cool. I still think it's cool. <laughs> no, I'll agree with you there. I think it is. Re- it is really cool. It was. It's very Batman esque. I stuff. was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the way it's like just zooming in on the city lights as like it's like dark and like all the lights are lighting up. And I was like, "Who are we? Who are we here? <laughs> <laughs> Please let me know." No. Um. Yeah. It's. It's very 90s um, from what I could get through. So basically, um, I didn't make it all the way through this episode because <laughs> it triggered my anxiety. So this is another reason I have a big problem watching some shows because I actually like watching shows like genuinely can make me very, very anxious. Like it's just... <sighs> Look, we all know I need to go back to therapy, but anyway, um, <laughs> you can laugh at jokes, by the way, Michael, about anything to do with me, um, because joking is my coping. But um, I did enjoy what I watched, but I was like, this is going to be like a masterclass for me now. Masterclass in what? An angel. I get to come Oh, on. I thought you were talking about watching the episode. No, the episode, like, tonight. I was like, I'll just get a little angel masterclass. Um, well, but, it um, surprises me that Angel is the character that gets the spin-off. Yeah. If you get a spin-off, in my opinion, it's going to be Spike. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I'm sure we'll come on to this later, but to be fair, 
Angel as a series sort of becomes the Spike series at certain points. Um, but it, yeah, he's not the most interesting character. But I do think, like, even in this first episode, you can see the the like lengths they're going to to make Angel like be able to lead his own show. Um, because because in Buffy, he's just he's just so serious and like kind of boring and he can afford yeah, to be because he's, he's the love interest but great now but um uh yeah by the time he's on his own show he's a bit more of a uh, there's a bit more of a sense of humor about what angel is and like the 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 space that he takes up um i would i would argue and yeah. i th- I think he just got the spin-off because, like, to the producers, he was just the more aesthetically handsome one. Yes. I mean, he's not an ugly man, bless no. him. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think uh, David Boreanaz, God bless him, I, I think he is a lot of things and he seems like a really nice bloke. He's He's not... He's not a great actor. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> um, yeah, but he's very, he's, he's you know, he's a very good looking like man. That. Not the best yeah. actor. It's kind of like the Theo James thing. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> look, sometimes in Hollywood, you don't need to be a good actor. You just need to have the look genuine. Like we all know this. This is a, this is a fact. That's mm. not even me just like that's true. Sometimes you could be the best actor in the room, but you are just not what the what people think will look best on screen. And it's shit, but it happens. And I think that's why he was chosen. And they were like, okay, you, you'll get us marketing, you'll get us views. People will watch because they want to see you every week, not specifically our character, but you. Mm. You know? It's kind of like I'm not saying she's not, but like bringing it back to friends but like jennifer aniston right they knew she has talent we all know that because she has gone on for a very 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 successful career but she was cast because of her looks in 100 in my opinion 100 um so that's that's how i feel about the spin-off and why it was chosen I think I think the things that I do like about it, like revisiting it, I think the things that I do like, like, um, is the the first episode is so focused on like Angel and this relationship that he has with this woman Tina, this blonde yeah. woman, which obviously like there's the, the sort of Buffy parallel in that here he is with this this new blonde and and they kind of set it up that that she could be a character in the show like maybe she's going to be the love interest and they just bump her off like in the middle of the episode and it i think it sort of says like this is what this show is and this you know sort of it's going to be a much darker prospect and anyone could get bumped off at any time i was gonna um, say that it's very tonally different to buffy i thought i was going mm. we were going for the same vibe but it, it wasn't the same at all really no and it, and it does come and go like angel as a show it, it changes like sort of every half a season it's a completely different show it's it is balmy but um yeah it is it is a real 
difference to Buffy. And it, and it's also like, I think if it didn't have Cordelia, it just wouldn't work. Like, I think she brings that Buffy lightness to it and the the sort of sense of humour that Buffy always has. Um, you know, that scene where Cordelia's in, I think he's called Russell. He's in like, mm. she's in Russell's big crazy mansion and she's like, oh, you've got no mirrors and no curtains. You're a vampire. And she just sort of starts firing into him like, like that's beautiful. That to me is great. And I think she's brilliant. Like she's better than anyone ever gives her credit for being Charisma Carpenter. Like, yeah, yeah, I love Cordelia. Yeah, and gorgeous. Just a beautiful woman. This is her best hair, though, in Angel. Like, it's a real hair journey for her. Uh, and and it goes to some pretty dark places. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a, a sort of, uh, I need to speak to the manager, Bob, in season three that is a real, a real uh, moment. But she's beautiful in this. <laughs> I need to speak to them. Yeah, I, I'm looking up the hair now. <laughs> yeah, I think I have seen clips of this. It gets very, it's very, <laughs> takes a turn. <laughs> oh, but Parker is my carpenter. She's had a hard time since. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, has she? Yeah. Do you not know that? No. But you probably know more about it, Michael, than I would. I'm. Yeah. Not very well versed. Like I've just watched Buffy. That's about it. But I wouldn't really be very like deep diving in. So any knowledge is welcome. <laughs> She's. Uh, I I think in when she was on on Angel, she had a really hard time with Joss Whedon. Um, she got pregnant while she was filming the show, and she has said since then that basically he told her to get rid of the baby if she wanted to keep her job um, and she didn't and then she left the show um, and it's just a really like unpleasant like there's a, some really unpleasant stuff in all of that um, yeah uh, but yeah I do think she's brilliant and, and and so funny and so much better than people ever give her credit for being yeah no definitely Oh, I actually just love the fact her name's Charisma. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I remember, like, because uh, she just kind of disappears from Buffy and then I completely forgot she went over the angel. I was like, okay. Mm. And I was she like, has, oh. She has such a storyline on Angel. It, it makes me so sad that she never popped back up in Buffy. Like, that there was oh. never a, a crossover back into Buffy for them to see who she became. Because it is, yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. And I loved her when she was with Xander, and then he messed that up. <laughs> Don't get me started on Xander. I this I, oh. I hate Xander oh, with a passion. God. God. Well, uh, controversially, I don't hate Xander. He's my... <laughs> <laughs> but that in 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 Buffy fandom, that is a really controversial uh, stance to have. Um, <laughs> the the other thing that I really like about this episode that I sort of also forgot was um. This character Doyle, um, the the Irish guy, who's like a half demon, half human, um, character that that eventually has visions, like he has sort of psychic powers, and like I mean, it's that thing where he like he has a vision at the start of every episode, and that's what the episode's going to be about. It's like it becomes quite 
a formula. Um, mm. But I, I think he's such a lovely presence in this show and such a nice um, sort of counterpoint to that seriousness of Angel as a character, this kind of goofy, scaredy cat <laughs> figure in the middle of this weird kind of Batman world. <laughs> It is really like I watched a good few minutes of the start of it. It is very like I'm like, are you trying to be Batman or what's going on? <laughs> like, um, it's very like I just found it very very dramatic. <laughs> like when when she had the blood in her head and he was like, "Get away from me now!" I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah yeah torn away like <laughs> katie you would struggle with the vampire diaries now <laughs> I, I i don't do any of it i just oh. think you hate vampires i don't i love buffy <laughs> <laughs> she's not a vampire <laughs> no but like you know she's you know it's about vampires and mona the vampire they're my oh vampires. don't bring that bitch up again i hate her <laughs> evan be nice I only roll my eyes. She's not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they're my only two. Do you know what? Kevin, my boyfriend, um, also does not like Mona the Vampire. He's Peppa Pig levels of annoying. Don't get me started. Like, no, she's uh, not. No, she's uh, not. Peppa banger Pig. banger theme tune, though. Mona the Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just coming home from school every day, watching that, watching Arthur, like, give it the hook to my veins. I wish I could do it too. I wish I could just come home from work and flick it on. Um, But yeah, my only, like, vampire thing that I love would be Buffy, which has vampires in it. Yeah. And, um, man, a vampire. <laughs> Her little cat's so cute. Shut up. No. Um, <laughs> so um I can't even remember what I was saying there before you slandered my love. My love for Mono the Vampire. Um Yeah, I just I just thought it was very dramatic. Yeah, no, it did. You <laughs> could just look away. Like you didn't have to keep looking at it. I uh, know no, when you have that thirst for blood though, you kinda you need it in your veins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know this from personal experience. Way I said it. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> I'm starting to get a bit worried. I just, I, <laughs> I think I just like intake a lot of vampire media. I'm like, I feel how you feel. <laughs> um, the the bit that speaking of dramatic, like the bit that I love in this episode, and it's so cheesy, but is um the bit at the end where the like sort of vampire CEO guy is is talking about how. He sort of plays by the rules so he can do whatever he wants and he's so rich and he can do all this and he can do this, that and the third. And then Angel's like, can you fly? And he kicks him out of a window. Oh my God, that was so funny. (laughs) It's so, it's so silly, but it's such a good stunt and it's such a like, like stupid superhero thing to do. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And then he falls in the window, and I I'm terrified of heights. So if I even see like heights on TV, I'm like, when he's falling from the window, I was like, what's happening? And he's burning to death. I was like, this is extreme. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely I knew I wouldn't make it past a certain point in this episode. So yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's just how I am. But it's it was like a lot 
a lot more intense than I expected. Hundred mm. percent. It mm. it was just intense. That's the only word. Maybe I'm very emotionally vulnerable at the moment, so that's why it was so intense. I do think because it's on Disney Plus, it's definitely something I'm gonna revisit mm. and give a give a good watch, like give it a go. Because I find when I usually find something too intense. Or like I, I just can't watch it in that moment. When I go back to it, I actually really enjoy it once I am in the right like headspace for stuff. Mm. So I think it's something that I've given myself a taste of and one day I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I, think, I don't think it's always this intense, Angel. Like I think it does settle into it and there are some really good funny episodes of it. Yeah. Um there's a a great one of my favorite recurring jokes on Angel is that Angel himself is really into Barry Manilow. Um, like he, <laughs> he um, in series two, they introduced this character called Lorne, who is a <clears throat> he's a demon who can like uh, tell if somebody's telling the truth when he hears them sing. Um, so he runs a karaoke bar, and Angel gets up and does various. Barry Manilow songs at time. It's just like, like that. That's the show that I want to watch. Yeah, no, maybe maybe less so than uh, this very very serious kind of mm-hmm. uh, dramatic, bloodthirsty show. <laughs> Intense well, kind of like. Mm. Well, can I ask? Did like you said that when you watch Buffy, like Angel wasn't like an interesting character to you. And I'm kind of on that wavelength. I haven't seen all of Angel, but did mm. it kind of change your opinion in any way? Oh, definitely, definitely. It makes it it makes me like him. Like he's a lot goofier in in Angel, and he's also a lot funnier and kind of has a sort of he's. I mean, I, I think a character trait that I always react to, and I don't know what this says about me, is pettiness. And Angel is petty. Like he's very petty, especially whenever Spike turns up. He's sort of they're like pettily fighting over Buffy quite a lot and it's it, it just makes it yeah it makes him much more interesting as a character and then I, I, I always found Angel quite boring on Buffy but he's more much more interesting when he's evil and like evil Angel turns oh my up god, a couple of times Angel. oh my god when he just when he has sex with Buffy and then he just got a lot evil oh my god that is so weird <laughs> Buffy's Although, so unhinged. This Buffy verse is so unhinged, and I'm here. It for is. It. it is. It's brilliant. Um, I mean, his. I would. I would argue, and I don't know if either of you have witnessed this yet, but I would argue that the evilest thing about Angel is whenever um, David Boreanaz has to wheel out his Irish accent. Um, oh my god! Because in the flashbacks, <laughs> Angel the is Irish. Different. Yes. Yes. And oh, it's it's. It's a, it's a real, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. not, it's not good. It's so bad. The character's from Dublin. Like, it's actually ridiculous. Yeah, they're usually not good if they're <laughs> from America. <laughs> usually. Well, he's got someone authentically Irish in this series. Oh, yes, yes. Um, He's brilliant. Um, But yeah, I, 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 it, I think it made me really... I like Angel by the end of Angel and there's a lot of like real fun episodes. There's an episode called 
speaking of his terrible Irish accent, there's an episode called Spin the Bottle later on. That's kind of series three, I think, mm-hmm. um, where they some sort of magic thing happens and they all revert back to how they were when they were 17, um, including Angel with his Irish accent um, and Cordelia reverting back to the way she was when she was on Buffy. It's just, it's really like oh, well pulled off. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, a, a, an interesting show. It's it, it, like, like I said before, like when it, when it hits, it really hits hard. Um, but there are some really terrible episodes of Angel as well, which are not, which are not unfun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and you get terrible like episodes of every show. Mm, mm. Every every single show on earth has an episode that you go, ah, wasn't the best, but we'll we'll handle it. Like we'll get through it, you know. Mm. Yeah, but there are the terrible ones are always good in their own way, though. Personally, like in my personal opinion. Yeah, the Glee puppet episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first is one that came. To... Is there a Glee, Glee puppet, puppet episode? episode? Have you seen? Have you seen Glee? Yeah. Oh God. Yes. I I stuck with Glee till the bitter end. I think oh, I was one same. of the few people who was there for the last episode. In season five, there's an episode of puppets, and they do what does the fox say? It's really bad. Oh no. Although speaking of puppets, there is a a puppet episode of Angel. Oh my well. God! I need to watch um, this now. Which is, I I think it's their attempt to do the the musical episode of Buffy, which is like one of the best episodes uh, of Buffy. Yeah. Um, over on Angel, they did an episode where he, he, he get there's a there's a, a sort of Muppet Show thing that's possessing children, uh, and Angel himself turns into a puppet um, during it. It's it's not clear to me now how or why. I think it's just because it's funny that Angel is a puppet, but it's it's fun. It's fun, um, and he also like. Um, goes in and out of his vampire face in puppet form, which I just think is a really um, <laughs> nice, nice thing to have in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Some really balmy episodes. Oh, my God. So I would say you're really selling it to me. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, I'm very intrigued now. <laughs> oh, there's some dark moments. The whole of season four is basically unwatchable, but, you know, yeah, but <laughs> bear with me. I watch up until season four. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I also at the start of this episode I said that I can't really do like long things also I did see that this was 40 minutes long and I was like give it a rest you were born in the 90s like what are you talking about the the, the TV show it yeah, was born that, it was made in the 90s so yeah, like what does it have to do with the length of an episode because you, cause 90s was peak sitcom we all know it I've done the research. There's also shows like Twin Peaks. Yeah, but I don't watch that. <laughs> the X-Files was another I do, one. I don't watch that. <laughs> but like to Law me... Law Order SVU. <laughs> to me, like this was on... Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this on Sky? I think was so. Was it on Sky? Yeah, or, yeah. 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 I had a feeling. Because I remember when I was younger, it was on like Sky 1. Was it? I yeah. Think it was. Yeah, on two stations over here, I think. Yeah, well, for here it was on definitely on Sky One, and um, I just anything on that that channel would in my mind is like twenty minutes long. <laughs> so that's why when I was just expecting it to be really short, and then I clicked on, I was like, 
40 minutes <laughs> and I mean, then I go give it a go and then I can't get past it <laughs> I think maybe at the time because when we were watching things they were broken up so many times with adverts like you you did have time to go get a cup of tea and like a, go to the bathroom and, yeah and, that'd be, and yeah a lot of these shows that you can stream now like you can tell they weren't initially made for streaming mm. But... Mm. yeah no definitely like and especially, yeah, maybe it just they didn't feel as long, or I would kind of just watch them brokenly. Like that's how I watched a lot of Buffy when I was younger. Was just like I like I don't I don't know if you listened or heard, but like in our Buffy episode, I was saying that I first ever saw Buffy because I stumbled upon it on uh, mm. Sky One one day. It was just on in the sitting room, and I kind of got a fright, and then I was like, oh, she's actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was obsessed and wanted to be Buffy, and that's like how I like fell in love. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think maybe just because I used to watch stuff like this really broken, I just expected it to be very short. Hmm. I th- I think sort of thinking. I I find it hard to remember how I got into TV shows at that time as well. I think that was the only way you could sort of watch something was stumble upon it or get told by your pals that it's on uh, and have to sort of catch up with whatever was happening yeah 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 or then like when you're older you actually go and watch it and they're actually then catching up on what you thought you were caught up on you're like so much happened before I. (laughs) (laughs) oh i miss that era it's all yeah i'm actually really sick of it yeah, things were simpler then. I just miss good old TV, like. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think the opposite to like not wanting a a forty minute episode. I kind of miss when like a season of TV was twenty two episodes, and it was like, I don't know, you get that big box set, and at least we were getting that you were getting your money's worth. Like now it's all eight episodes or twelve episodes, and it's gonna go up on streaming anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree, but I prefer a twenty-two episode or a half marriage. Oh, <laughs> yes. okay. Obviously we know that. I'm just saying, I it's not me unless I hone in my point, Evan. You know this. Uh no, but I do get you like it is very like short-lived because then once you've like finished it, it's done. And like it's not going on for a long time. You're just like, oh well, there you go. It's done now. I think I also really like miss sort of episode of the week TV, like which I think Angel is like a really good example of. Like they'd have like these overarching storylines going on, but like every week you tune in and there's a new sort of, I mean, it's like basically a detective show. Every week you tune in, there's a new case that they've got to solve yeah. and they solve it by the end of the episode. And it's quite sort of satisfying. I think now stuff is so, can be so, I don't know. You feel you, you feel like you are really signing up for for twelve hours of something if you sit down and watch the first one. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Anyone have anything else they'd like to say on Angel? Sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got something to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the the other thing to say is um the the stuff that I 
the the two things that I really like about Angel is when they bring over characters from Buffy in the mm. way they do with Cordelia, they make her she goes on a huge journey. They do the same with Wesley from Buffy. Um, he comes over as a as a rogue demon hunter. And by the end of Angel, the Wesley that you're seeing is a completely different character. Like he's he's gets broken down a few times. He gets his throat slit at one point, spoiler alert. But like it's like he's a different guy. Um the other character that they bring over, the only character who's in the first episode of Buffy and the last episode of Angel, apart from Angel himself, is Harmony. Um sort of Cord- Cordelia's mate who becomes a vampire. Oh, and there yes, are yes. Incredible Harmony episodes in Angel. Um, just a real funny character, a sort of bimbo cheerleader who becomes a vampire and is shit at it. Like, that is, <laughs> yeah. like, a great joke to me. <laughs> oh, Katie, do you have anything else to say on Angel? I don't, but if I think of any, I'll work it in. Right, okay, well, we're going to move on. Let's talk about the success of Angel. So... Spin-offs aren't always the most successful, but this one did actually very, very well. So this has 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, Katie? It's higher than Rent. Yes, it is. Uh, It won won an International Horror Guild Award and four Saturn Awards, nominated for an Emmy, nominated for two Hugo Awards and four Satellite Awards. The series also won and was nominated for many other awards, uh, such as American Choreography Awards. The Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Awards, Motion Picture Sound Editor Awards, TV Guide Awards, and Teen Choice Awards. Angel has inspired magazines and companion books, as well as countless websites, online discussion forums, and works of fan fiction. Eden Studios have published an Angel role-playing game as well. I wonder how that works. Um... I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's too far even for me, who is like a huge buddy. Like a POV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Five Nights of Praise. <laughs> oh, I'm glad because I've felt really bad once I said it, but no, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lot. But do you know what? I'm actually glad that it performed well because it really could have had a flop era. Yeah. It could have flopped, but... Obviously, the the franchise fans are, are franchise fanning and they kept it going. Mm. Yeah, Buffy fans, they love it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's almost it's always surprising to me that like in this era of reboots and remakes and sequels and prequels and stuff that that we still haven't had the Buffyverse return to TV in any way. Um I mean, I think it's it's with something that's about vampires, it's harder and harder to do that as the years go by. Like, mm. if you get old David Boreanaz as he looks now, he's a much he's still hot, he's still nice to look at, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he couldn't play the, the person that he was at sort of twenty five. But um, yeah, yeah, it's I, I I think I think Angel always lived in the sort of shadow of Buffy. Um, the, there was only one season of Angel after Buffy ended. And uh, that was, I think, I think it was really starting to hit its stride then and starting to sort of show the show it could be. And then it got cancelled, um, which is a real, 
a real bugbear. Um, but but I, I I think it's a great show, and I think I would recommend if people like Buffy, if you like that kind of thing, then I would recommend people go back and watch it. Okay, yeah. so they cancelled it. Did they leave it on a cliffhanger? They do leave it on a like a famously controversial, intentional cliffhanger. Oh. Um, they basically go into a battle that they can't win, and uh, and yeah, they're sort of hanging by a thread by the end of it. Um, but I think I think that's good. I like it. I like that they left it there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate cliffhangers, but at least I know it's the end. So, like, it can't be resolved, no matter how much I'd love it to be. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, I'll just have a deal with So, next up, uh, Michael, you're going to get put in the hot seat. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Very exciting. All about angels. So, me and Katie are going to quiz you 10 questions. I'm going to ask okay. the first one, Katie will ask the next one. Uh, so on and so forth. So I'll ask the first question. So question one, why did Cordelia move to Los Angeles? To become an actress. That's that is correct. Oh, bless her. <laughs> so <laughs> question two, which character tortures Wesley? Oh. Who is it? A few of them, I think. <laughs> um... Oh God, what's she called? Oh, Faith, 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 Faith does. Somebody yeah. else does later on. That's it. Was yeah. There's a few moments for old Wesley. He does get put through the ring. <laughs> well, you were correct. We yes, were looking you. for Faith. So. Okay. Question three. What was the name of the benevolent powers that that help Angel? The powers that be. Yes. Awful, awful concept. It's just yeah. like whenever something there's no resolution to something, it's the powers that be that did it. It's so stupid. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Question four: What group is Angel's nemesis for the most of the series? Wolfram and Hart, evil yes. lawyers. You didn't even have to think about them. <laughs> Uh, question five what is the slogan of angel investigations uh we help the hopeless yeah yeah that's right yeah. oh my god okay okay <laughs> this is insane i'm sorry i was, I was yeah, just shocked there <laughs> <laughs> right question six what color is lauren's skin he's green Lovely, yeah. lovely shade of green. He's lovely. <laughs> Question seven. What was the name of the werewolf who had a romantic interest in Angel? Oh, Nina. Nina. That's right. Yeah, his most boring love interest, bless her. Oh. <laughs> Is she pretty at least? Yes, she's beautiful. Another oh, beautiful okay. blonde for him. <laughs> <laughs> Werewolves are always hot. I don't know what it is. True, true, true. Question eight. Which character was imprisoned in a box and sunk in the ocean? Angel. Angel was, yes. yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Question nine. True or false? Angel is Irish. Well, true. 
But <laughs> <laughs> in one of the lives. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were looking for a trick because inherently. He's from Dublin. Yeah, he might be down the road from you. You never know. He's under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so question 10. Um, so this is multiple choice. Spike came to Los Angeles in which form? A ghost, a hologram, a clone, or it was his twin brother? A ghost. Correct. And you, you got every single question. Uh... <laughs> you only had to think about one answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's quite sort of tragic, isn't it? But, no. but you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I love it and I admire anybody who can retain information because I can't. <laughs> my my brain does not retain a lot of information. Um so congratulations. I feel like I feel like this is the first ten out of ten on the pop quiz. Yeah, I think so actually. Yeah. Oh wow. We've wow. Gotten- close but this is the first actual 10 out of 10 so congratulations Mike. hall of fame thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when we get a studio we'll put a frame picture of you <laughs> <laughs> okay so next up we're going to put angel on our pop scale we rank it out of five based on how much we like it and its place in pop culture michael we have to come to you first out of five what do you give angel i'm going to say because oh, I love it but it's always in Buffy's shadow bless it mm. yeah yeah no that that's an absolutely fair rating well, that's yeah no that's completely fair uh, Katie what do you give Angel I'll give Angel I'll give it a two and a half because mm. I haven't watched it but you know what I'm very very intrigued and as I said like I wasn't really in the kind of age range that I would have been like, like that I would have actively been like, oh, I know exactly what this is. But then I actually still know about it anyway. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of that weird like gap that I'm in at the moment of, not at the moment, back then. Um, So, and I am actually very, very intrigued in watching it after this episode so i'm gonna give it a two and a half evan where are you putting it on your pop scale i'm gonna give it a three and a half i genuinely think it is it there is it is intriguing me um uh, you know going to continue i as familiar as i was pre our buffy episode with the buffy verse i'm now fully invested so you are you know it feels like i'm watching buffy for the very very first time um but yeah now i'm completely invested and yeah i'm gonna see where the story goes i'm excited to see more of spike um see how the character development and since this is a buffy themed episode i would just like to round off this point by saying justice for kendra ah definitely justice for kendra yes (laughs) (laughs) who is like uh, one of my favorite bits of trivia is that um bianca lawson who Mm. plays kendra is beyonce's stepsister at this point uh bianca lawson's dad is married to tina knowles Beautiful bit of pop culture history. Wow. And she herself is a vampire because she does not age. No, she doesn't. She looks younger now than she was at the, that she that she looked at the time. That's usually how it goes. 
Yeah, I Google Bianca Lawson. It's the most fascinating Google you'll ever <laughs> you'll ever do in your life. I promise I will deep dive. I have a lot of time to kill before I have to go to the airport. <laughs> so, uh, Katie, where can the people find us whenever you're ready? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. They can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating and a comment on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need new podcasts in their ears, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So, Michael, anything you want to plug, throw it out there. So the thing I the thing I will plug on this, since people are in a podcasting mood, I have a podcast called um, A Very Special Episode, where I talk to people about their favourite episode of their favourite TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's in the process of being rebooted at the minute. I've got a little a rejig for it. But um, so, yeah, check that out. And I'm all over social media as HRF Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, it stands for Her Royal Flyness, but nobody ever asks. So I always like to have a chance to tell them. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm most like I'm, I'm on Twitter too much. Um, I'll be there until it's it's very dying breath, which is probably sooner rather than later. <laughs> Actually, before we go, we need to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture, because I completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> heads all over the place. Let's go with Michael. You first. Um, so uh, this is maybe really basic, but I Big Brother is back. Yes. And I am very invested in Big Brother in a big way. Um, this week has been a, a Halloween episode. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> All of my interests are lining in the same space. They had a seance, old old cast members came back, people have been possessed. It's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. And the big fight between and, yeah, and church. Oh my god. The big the big fight feels like this feels like Big Brother is back properly because it's yes. felt a little bit too polite up until now. There's been a lot of like helping each other with the cooking and everybody mucking in with the dishes and I'm like actually now it's just people in a room yelling at each other <laughs> I for some reason find quite therapeutic <laughs> love it yeah anything so else fun. popping with you now oh a lot's popping with me at the minute but Always. but Big Brother is the one that I'm invested in the, what, what has also come back that I'm very very excited about is Dragula um the the it's it's basically drag race for spooky drag queens um and and as myself a, a spooky person uh i love it so i would recommend that for drag race fans wow that's a, that's very interesting i never, never heard the heard of that before oh my goodness i can't speak <laughs> katie what's problem with you go on um probably the britney spears memoir Mm-hmm. The woman and me, um, all my regular podcasts. Michael, I am a podcast fiend. Yes, <laughs> like it's it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> but all my regular podcasts, um, honestly, nothing else. I've been so busy with work, and um, I just, I suppose Michael McIntyre because I'm gonna see him tomorrow. Is popping mm-hmm. with me as well. Because he's also my favorite comedian, um, and I've been looking at like all jokes and stuff, and I'm like, hmm. um, but yeah, that that's it, really. What's popping with you, Evan? Enlighten me. 
So, uh, Brittany's memoir, of course, I finished it in two days. I've now moved on to a new memoir, uh, Believe, Leanne Pinnock from Little Mix. Oh, one of my oh. favorite humans in life. Uh, what else is there? Love, Vampire Diaries, still. <laughs> yeah. uh, Big Brother, stop rolling your eyes. I'm sorry, it's a visceral reaction. I cannot help it. <laughs> it just happens at this point. Sorry, 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 Al. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the Twilight Marathon that's happening this weekend. <laughs> oh, perfect. perfect. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I, need I to actually know... am. I actually am. I need to know who you want to win, Big Brother. At this Do point. I want to win? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh Yin Run. <sighs> I was I was fully in for Harley, but I I was this. obsessed with Harley. <laughs> I was obsessed with Harley and then she was gone. <laughs> um oh perfect show. Perfect show. Oh, and uh Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is back, so yeah. Oh, happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am. No, I actually am. It's very funny because me and Evan have very similar interests, but very different interests at the exact same time. And true. I cannot even begin to explain how that ha- like works, but it does because <laughs> I feel like we just have the same of like love and respect for things, but completely different things. I think that's good. I think like recognizes like, and I think if you if you're really passionate about the stuff that you're into, then yeah, I've got yeah. I've got friends who are into things that I'm not into, but but having uh, people in your life who you can talk to about that yeah. stuff is really important. Like yeah, yeah, like are, we'll chat to each other all the time about the thing we love even though like Evan doesn't give a shit about Billy Joel (laughs) like (laughs) like, I involuntarily roll my eyes every time something gets brought up about vampires but yeah like no one's made feel a certain way like we just like go (laughs) good that's the important part that no one has to feel stupid for liking stuff It's so funny. Katie went with me and our friend Susie to a Taylor Swift night. And... I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. She's not. <laughs> you have to watch out though, because the Swifties are they want vengeance. It's and you have she to was be in an environment full of them. She, she... <laughs> like it was a, a club night for literally only Taylor Swift songs. Oh wow, that is quite specific. I mean, I am a Taylor Swift fan. I am going to the Eras tour, but yeah. even I might struggle with a club night that's wall to wall Taylor. No, you would, and, and maybe struggle harder with uh, being in a room that is wall to wall Swifties. To be honest with you, <laughs> drunk Swifties. Oh. <laughs> Like most people were drinking, like including me, obviously. Like I'm not judging anyone, but like what I mean is like, so they were like extra happy, wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, I I did have fun. Like I I participated when I could, didn't I, Evan? Yeah, you did. I like I wasn't like a frosty bitch in the corner. Like I actually was like immersing myself when I could, but there were times where I was very very overwhelmed. <laughs> I just laughing. I was like, "This is the funniest thing in life." It was just like being in a room with a lot of like, in the best way possible. And I know he's a lot to be happy that he references this way anyway. But like feral cats, <laughs> but, like <laughs> yeah. But like in the, I really don't mean that as an insult. Like I really just mean like that's what it reminded me of. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> 
no it was fun I'm, I won't rush back to another Smith again <laughs> she needs but <laughs> if you needed someone to go with you and no one else was around I would oh, okay. oh that's friendship that's yeah beautiful. no that is true that's what we're like <laughs> that's literally what we're like <laughs> okay so Michael thank you for joining us and informing us about everything Angel um you what where am I going with this <laughs> we just appreciate I, I, you thank you thank you thank you so much for having me it's been a, lo- a lovely excuse to talk about something that I like which and is of really course fun. you're always welcome back if we ever do a Buffy part two you're coming back oh definitely <laughs> oh my god it would have to be like two three and four because I've got a lot to say about Buffy <laughs> <laughs> it can be the Michael show <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you for joining us thank everyone for listening and you'll hear from us next week goodbye Bye. bye